2: On this episode, with the news of Texas House Speaker Joe Strauss not seeking re-election next year, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of primaries. And speaking of primaries, we'll talk with Audrey Pruitt, who is running for Congress in Texas District 8 in the U.S. House of Representatives. All that on this episode of Trend Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe, and as always, if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And if you want to read some of my articles on politics, just go to Politics.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. So, as I mentioned in the beginning, that Texas House Speaker Joe Strauss has chosen not to I'll uh, seek re-election next year. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't want to, just guess, show how I feel about it. But, I mean, but, I mean, I heard about it and I was, hey, really, that was some good news. And, I mean, that's the sound of conservatives all across Texas right there. <laughs> It was a day of celebration. (laughs) And I was one of them. Definitely. I wasn't in Texas. I was in Minnesota at that time, but I was feeling it. I was like, yes, just so glad that he's not running and holding up any conservative legislation as he's been doing his whole term as house speaker. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, a number of times here on the, on the podcast that, whether I go across, you know, across the country, go to different Republican meetings or Tea Party meetings and talk to conservatives, and when they find out from Texas, all of a sudden they have, they think I'm from some utopia, or that it's that I guess conservatives have it so good in Texas, and then I have to disappoint them by saying, "Well, we deal with our establishment Rhino types just like everybody else do." and the name i always bring up is joe Strauss. and sometimes i bring up um byron cook as well he was he's another one that didn't i uh, was not gonna seek real legend as well which is a uh, another another you know yeah i mean <laughs> two in one day i mean really <laughs> that, was, that was great news i'm like wow really kind of came out of nowhere but anyway <laughs> y'all calm down so <laughs> um but, yeah, so I'll bring up those names, and I am so glad I don't have to bring them up anymore. I mean, obviously, there are going to be others that <laughs> that I can use. There are always going to be you know, establishment types. Um, I mean, you just can't get rid of them. And, for one, you have a good portion of the Republican Party who are establishment types, so who are rhinos, I guess, if you want to say. So it's not like you're going to get rid of all of them. But um, I'm just glad I don't have to, don't have to mention Strauss in particular as being the speaker. So, but even though you know we were celebrating and it's, everything's happy days uh, here once again. <laughs> but um, I know one article that I read from Empower Texans, and I definitely agree is that you know. Well, I said, you know, th- this is not, you know, this is not the time to celebrate. It's time to escalate. Well, you know, OK, I can celebrate yesterday, <laughs> but now it's time to move forward to basically the speaker race in general, who's going to run for speaker, you know, in Texas and um, go <clears throat> and seeing going from there. Now, this is why I talk about as far as primaries go, especially in the state of Texas, because now well, if Strauss not going for re-election, and not going to be, you know, running for speaker. Basically, all the primaries in you know, in Texas is going to be very important to the point that that should be a well. You know, I guess it depends on what your priorities are, but for me, I would think that would be a, a very um, important question to whoever whatever candidate is running. And as far as who do you, what type of person do you want to be speaker of the house? Or if we have, you know, a number of candidates who are out there looking to become speaker, I guess you can ask about those individuals as far as who, you know, what do you think about, you know, this guy or this woman or whatever. And I think that's that's a very you know big question to be asked to um to whoever is running for you know for the house, and that's what the, when it comes down as far as these primaries go, all these primaries will be important. Um, you know, uh, given if they're if they have an opponent or not, or if uh, especially in the primary if they're if they're running unopposed, then you know it is what it is. You kind of stuck with them for good or for worse, whichever. But I think that should be a, a focus, and at least at least one issue that should be brought up when um when they're out here on on the campaign trail or whatnot. Now, as far as I. You know that, especially when I was talking about with Senator Flake, whether he, whether Strauss is the speaker or not, and like I said, there's always going to be establishment types. I mean, y'all, y'all would have one that has announced he he wants to run for speaker, and so y'all, so there's probably going to be others, or maybe they just all get behind that one. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I, I hope more get into the race. Right now, I think we only really have two, and I feel like they maybe should have uh, at least a couple more. But maybe with this whole news kind of catching everybody by surprise, maybe some people that maybe weren't thinking about it maybe would change change their mind and, and run as well, because this is an opportunity to really get some conservative legislation passed. As opposed to having it held up by Strauss and all his, you know, lieutenants, cronies, or whoever, what you, whatever you want to call them, and this is the opportunity to do it. Conservatives in Texas have been trying for years to either get Strauss out or just to get conservative legislation passed some other way. But now he's he's out. He out now. He's out of here now. So this is a golden opportunity to really like like the article said, to escalate and to really stay on point and stay focused on. On who who we want as conservatives to be the next House speaker now. But that's what kind of goes all the way back to what I'm saying about the primaries, because. This is going to be a very interesting primary, especially in Texas. But even across the country, you you know, you had Senator Flake, you have others like Senator Corker, and others who are not running. So you you're going to have a a lot of competitive primaries going on, which I'm all for. I think we should have more competitive prim, uh, primaries. I think we should have more challengers to these incumbents i mean but unfortunately a lot of times you know people don't really get into you know as far as voting until the general which is i guess in having that logic for most people unfortunately that's not the time to really i mean it is the time to make your voice heard Because you are still voting for candidates, but at that time it's you're limited to a a select, you know, a very few, maybe one, two, three, or four. But the real time to make your voice known is during the primaries. So next year, when we're not just in Texas but across the country, the when these primaries are coming up, these, this is the time to really make, you know, make your voice known as far as who do you want to represent you. And this ain't the time to skip out and just wait. Well, I just wait till the general and just vote for whoever party I'm you know with. If you're a Democrat, you just wait until the general and vote for whoever the Democrat is. Or if you're a Republican, the same, you just wait until the general and wait and vote for whoever the Republican is. And, and a lot of times when the general come around like, well, I don't really care for this, um this not, the, uh, you know, this candidate. And but they're going to vote for him anyway because they are a Democrat or a Republican. And my question is, what well, did you vote in the primary or did you even if you did vote in the primary? Did you really go over who the candidates were? And unfortunately, a lot of them don't. They just wait to the general. And that is. That is how you get the status quo. But, you know, the time to fight the status quo, a lot of people are always talking about, well, it's just the same old same going on, whether in whatever your state capital is or Washington, D.C. I always want to talk about, well, nothing's changing. It's all the same. Well, the time to do that is the primary. So if you take the time to actually see who's running. And if you want to go even further than that, run yourself, or actually, before the <laughs> before the primary starts, if you see someone that you think should um should run themselves, then support them and have them to file for candidates so they can be in the primary. I mean, I know it sounds like not a lot of work, but it sounds like you no. Know, Something that requires some effort. But that's what it takes if you want to actually see real change. So, But, uh, you know, one thing I would say is that don't accept the argument about supporting a primary challenger. Because someone will say, well, don't do that because that made the party look bad. It made the party look like we're in disarray because you know you're you're supporting the a challenger to the incumbent please don't don't yeah don't take that because that incumbent made the party look bad by not doing what they said they were going to do so if that person is not doing you know what they promised on the campaign trail or on the stump or whatnot then that person should be kicked out or at least should be challenged So at at least for for the people who are listening, I hope you at least would do that. Don't, you know, don't be persuaded by someone wanting to make that argument. They can make other arguments, but that that one in particular, as far as wanting to save face, because that whoever that incumbent is, didn't do what they promised and just want to, you know, just want to, I guess make the party not not look like it's um that 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 they're not doing what they're supposed to do. I just feel like if that incumbent if whoever that representative is if they're not i guess sticking to their campaign promises, then they should definitely be kicked out i mean <laughs> It um uh, I'm I'm kinda pausing about it because I'm I'm also thinking about you know as far as I interview with um Audrey Pruitt right now. But, cause that's kind of the same issue that we're kinda gonna bring up in this interview. So Audrey Pruitt is running for US House Representatives in Texas District Eight. And he is um a media commentator. And he wrote a book, which I will get all into when I introduce him um during this interview. So you know, I'm just thinking when you hear this interview, just you know, this is another example as far as wanting to you know, if you want to get things done, if you want some real change, you know, you have an opportunity in the primaries and Here's one one person right now who is actually trying to create some change um, in his district. So, without any further ado, here is our interview with Audrey. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are pleased to have media commentator Audrey Pruitt with us. And he is running for Congress in Texas District 8. He also authored a book called Plain Steak and Water. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, having me. So I guess the first question is, what inspired you to run for Congress?
0: Well, so I was a Trump supporter. I was a Trump surrogate from the very, very beginning when everybody was laughing at me um, because I knew something different uh, was in the air and that to get in and change Washington and return it to the people, we were just going to have to have a wholesale dramatic shift in thinking and acting. So Donald Trump gets elected. And then from the very beginning, we saw uh, sidestepping, as my grandmother used to call it by Speaker Ryan. From the very beginning, we saw a little wishy-washy and movement from Kevin Brady, whose house Ways and means Chair, who I'm running against. From the very beginning, we saw all of this occurring. And I decided that someone has to get elected to the house that up front, without reservation, supports America First policies, that believes in conservative ideas and liberty, and that those ideas and that the Trump movement even surpasses Donald Trump himself. And so uh, that's uh, why I decided to get in, to put up or shut up. We have in this district the chair of the House Ways and Means, who could literally, he's probably in the top 20 the most powerful people in the United States, And he still won't get on the side of freedom and free markets and liberty. He refuses to speak out, like with with the NFL controversy. He refused to speak out or even give an opinion on standing up for the national anthem. He refused to give an opinion on on Second Amendment rights. And that's because, in his heart, he doesn't believe in Second Amendment rights. Look at his voting record. So he refused to speak out um, when uh, Veritas exposed Planned Parenthood and and the selling of baby body parts. He refused to speak out on it. So I decided to get in the race. So these the, the, the individuals in this district, we need someone that's going to speak out Yeah. not afraid to speak up.
2: Okay. So you're running against Kevin Brady, and um, so it's Texas District 8, correct? That's correct.
0: That is correct.
2: So how's the campaign going as far as, um well, one, when did you start the campaign and how is it going so far?
0: Well, it started October 4th. Uh, so it's been twenty days. The campaign is going uh going well. It's it's going well. Uh it's rough because people are running scared, people are running, you know, because they're like, Oh, I don't wanna I don't want to speak up. I've had people pull me aside and say, Audrey, you know, I support you but speaking up against Kevin Brady, man. I don't know if I can do that, my job, by this, by that. Mm. So, but- it's amazing that one man locally holds so much power that he can prevent people from speaking up for truth, speaking up for freedom, and that's exactly what the problem is. That's, and he knows that. That's where we have this problem, is that that these politicians in Washington understand that this power that they're holding over people's individual jobs, that nobody will speak out.
2: Yep. And um, I noticed I, I went back and looked through some, Pretty much like conservative websites that have like scorecards, like Conservative Review or Heritage Action, and um, his record is is pretty bad. I mean, it's like below the 60s in on two of those scorecards. So I definitely, you know, I know when people talk about as far as wanting, um, the, not wanting the status quo. You know, these are the times to change that is during the primary. I know one thing I also mentioned that you, have, uh, that you authored a book called "Plain Stakes and Water. So, uh, uh, how, well, one, how did that title come about and also the book itself? Well, so Mitt Romney gave a speech. Mitt Romney gave a speech, and he
0: said in his speech, if you remember, he was in Utah, and he was, you know, before he decided to run up uh, into New Jersey and meet Trump and try to get that Secretary of State gig. Mitt Romney gave a speech about Donald Trump, and he said, whatever happened to Trump planes, whatever happened to Trump steak, whatever happened to Trump water? And that's where I came up with the book, Planes, Steak, and Water Defending Donald J. Trump. That's what I came up with the title. And, 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 and this was the key, and, and, I, and I say this in the book, yeah, whatever happened to him, so the Trump airline didn't really work out. Trump water didn't really work out. Trump steak didn't really work out, but Trump real, real estate worked out. In other words, he stuck out his neck to try something, and that's the difference between Trump and Washington. He notices a problem, and this is what we need in politicians, and so he's like, let me put my neck out there and see how we can solve this problem versus Mitt Romney and all of this crew, including my opponent Kevin Brady, including Speaker Ryan all they want to do is poll test it. Let's see where everybody is. Let's let's take this question, take this survey, do this and do that. Think about it. That's what happened with the NFL, Brian. That's what happened with the NFL Trump said, No, 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 no. That's wrong, man. I don't I think these folks should be standing up for um, the national anthem, there's just something that doesn't feel right about that. And he and he put it out there versus everybody else was nervous. Well, did we test it? Did we see what they think? Did we go to the media? Did we go to the Democrats? Did we go to the black folks, go to the white folks? You know, That's the difference between Trump and Washington. And we need more of those individuals that are willing to stand up and be counted, that are willing to put their necks out there. And, and that's why uh, I wrote the book. Because uh, all, all the, the black folks were being sort of funny. I'm African-American, for those of you listening, in case you don't know that. And and all the black folks were sort of being a little funny. They were saying in the barbershop, behind the closed doors, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for Trump. Oh, yeah, I know some people are saying some racist, but, you know, Obama didn't do anything. You know, that's what they were saying, but no person of color at that time really was putting their, putting their neck out. Mm. And so I said, well, somebody has to do it and speak up. So that's what I did. And I took on, at that time, there's been many more issues in there, but at that time I took on all the little issues.
2: So um, I guess what areas does Texas uh, District 8 cover?
0: Okay, so that part of Leon, Madison, Walker, the primary, the biggest area is Montgomery County. That makes it probably 75%, 80% of uh, the district. It's north of Houston. For those of you not in Texas, it's north of of, of Houston, and uh, Texas dot com. And by the way, let me do that plug here and say, hey, donate, please. <laughs> <laughs> donate. We need. We need. I mean, Kevin Brady, without blinking, he, the, the the crony insurance companies, the big banks, they're all started throwing money at him already, without blinking.
2: And well, given that um, that you are close to Houston, I wanted to ask how things are going down there with the recovery so far.
0: Things are going great with the recovery um individuals have, have banded together um with regard regardless of any race irregardless of any uh, station of life irregardless of what their religious beliefs are they've banded together to help restore um restore the community but the effort is going well there's still some rural areas that are really really uh struggling to get back up um there are some individuals that just had no money no credit and and they're struggling, but the county uh, and the state and the federal government have stepped in to try to help where they could. So yeah. it is. It's it's going well. Um, the, the the hurricane and and as well as just stuff going on is showing me, man. These these politicians are so crony. They're, they're so corrupt. It's like they have forgotten actual people. you know I, know. I know the steak dinners are great, and the opera, and this concert, and this wine, but if you actually shake these individuals' hands and listen for two or three minutes to their stories, and a lot of them don't even, I have people coming up to me in the district, they don't even want anything. All they want to do is just share their story. And I've had them say, listen, I know you can't do anything for me, I know you're not in a position of power to help me out, but I want to share the story because I'm not the only one. I'm just not scared to speak up. Hmm. I've had vets come up to me. I had a vet come to me the other day and said, you know, I've tried to, I, I, you know, Brady's office has given me the runaround. I know you can't help me with my situation because you're not in a position to, but I want to see you in because I think if you get in, then myself and other vets who I know that are experiencing the same problems I have can make it. And so he shook my hand, I met his daughter and his wife um, is confined to a wheelchair. And it was just a powerful story of him telling me that he has been to Brady's office and Brady's staff and Brady has lied to his face, They said they'd call him back, they haven't. And instead of coming to me asking for help or where I could point, he came and said, I know I'm in trouble, but I care about my wife and other people in similar situations so much that I will help you out. Yeah. That's a humbling thing. That's how bad it is. Now, people that are in need of help are coming to my campaign to help me Hmm. so that maybe in a year, year and a half when the election's all over, they can get help themselves.
2: Yeah, you you know, given that that, the hurricane, especially Hurricane Harvey is kind of Faded out of the, I guess, the media scope now because you know, obviously, with the twenty four seven news cycle, you know, there's definitely there's a lot that still needs to be done down there, and definitely don't want people to forget as far as um what's going on as, when it comes to the recovery down there in Houston. Now, I know you mentioned about the NFL, and that's also something I wanted to ask you. Just, I mean, that's been the hot topic for the past couple of months, basically, and just just want to ask you what your what your opinions on the whole anthem protest.
0: Well, so this, this is my uh, 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 opinion. This is a podcast, so I can say it like I want to say it. Stand your ass up for the natural anthem. Put your hand over your heart. And if you feel that individuals that are minority are being oppressed and they don't have legal representation in the system or their, or their rights are continuously being violated in a systematic way, then get all of your players together, all of you rich players, get together and take about a half a million, well, they all make different types of money, so take anywhere from 250000 to a million bucks a person, put it into a legal defense fund, and then hold an announcement right before a game and say, we've now developed a fund for legal defense for anyone who is shot, or brutalized by police officers. We've raised $125 million. This is the name of the charity. This is who runs the charity. And we're asking for donations nationally across the board because what these kids need, they don't need someone to take a knee. If they're being brutalized and victimized, what they need is representation in the current court system we have. Taking a knee doesn't help anyone that that claims to have a problem. And this is the issue. It's not about helping those who have a problem. It's about showboating. You know So they got rid of dancing and in, 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 in showboating in the end zone, and so now they've said, "Well, we're going to showboat up in front." Hmm. That's what I think about it. You know If these players really care, put your money up. Put your money up. Don't tell me what you care about. Don't tell me your priorities. Let me see your checkbook. That'll tell me your priorities. And I guarantee their priorities are big houses, big cars, big diamonds, and women. And sometimes beating them up.
2: You know, and also, I, I, I think ever since President Trump had made his comments a couple of weeks ago, I think now is basically is a so, somewhat of a protest to Trump himself now, as opposed to what What was the um? It's the it's the
0: protesters. It's a a, what? What are they protesting? What are they protesting? These idiots, idiots, do not understand that the left that causes these protests, these left-wing people, stand against everything the NFL is for. If there's ever a sport besides boxing, maybe that that is, is about manliness, traditional alpha male, making money. It's all look at their commercials. You know? They've cut back in pretty years, but it's football. But they still have cheerleaders. It's all about big powerful men, strength, brute force, fighting it to the end, hot girls, money. That's what the NFL sport was about. And everybody is lying. They are lying to themselves if they think otherwise. It's the same thing with um uh it's that same thing with Harvey Weinstein. You know? Everybody is running around trying to pretend that the NFL is something that it's not. We all know who's attracted to the NFL. Man, geez oh Pete, This you can find this stuff on the Disney Channel when it comes to jocks and nerds in a high school. <laughs> These people are, this is what, this is where, this is the problem. Politicians are going along with this BS. Hollywood was, was going along with this BS until this Harvey Weinstein thing came about. It's a sack of lies, man. We're trying to avoid actual real humanity. Now, we're not saying don't be better. We're not saying that. Certainly, I'm not saying that, hey, you know, we, we shouldn't have respect for women and it's male misogyny. No, we're, we're dealing with the reality of the situation. The football, the game of football itself is about brute force. Those players get paid millions of dollars. And if you want to understand what's attractive about football beyond the game itself, look at a show called Ballers with, uh, I believe, the rock stars in that show. And it's all about the league and Girls and money and getting and, and being able to achieve That's what it's about And these these guys are running around Trying to turn the football I- into the next charity And the next evolution of the Democrat Party And they're lying to themselves It's like when that uh, guy said that, that comment about that uh, girl when he said He laughed and said oh it's so funny to hear a, a woman talk about routes and that kind of stuff I don't think he meant anything pejorative by it no. He didn't even think of Jordan Biden. He was just saying, man, this is just unreal. It's unheard of. You, you can't even speak now. You know, this, everybody's a lot. This is the problem. Everybody is running around lying to themselves, but then behind closed doors, they're doing what they want to do and saying what they want to say. And then when people are like, well, people are racist, Arthur, we don't want the racism. Yes, I do. If you are racist as a mug, I want you to put it on your window. I want you to put your Confederate flag on. I want you to do everything you can to show me you're racist. So that way, when you start coming down the street, I know who I can talk to and who I can and know what you're about. And now we're in this thing where everybody has to hide everything. you got to hide your support for Trump. you got to hide your support uh, for whoever you support, Roy Moore. And you got to hide and hide this, hide that, so you don't know if you're really talking to a real person. Yes, if you are a member of the clan, I want you to be able to walk around with a sticker that says, I'm a member of the Ku Klux Klan, that way I know to walk the other way.
2: <laughs> you know, I I mentioned about Cam Newton a couple of weeks ago, and he, that, the quote that got him in hot water is not the quote that I thought that should have been focused on, because like a couple of days before that, he mentioned about Colin Kaepernick being, that he paid the ultimate sacrifice because of what <laughs> of this protest that he basically started, and the fact that he's yeah. not able to, the, not be able on, be on the team now. I thought that should have gotten a lot more attention as opposed to that, you know, little throwaway comment talking about female reporters in route. I, I do know. We only have a limited amount of time, so I definitely um uh, appreciate you coming on and just let us know how to get in touch with you on social media and your website and yes. If,
0: so Twitter is A is Twitter. You can find me there. You go the Facebook, Autry Pruitt A U T I Y P R U I T T. I'm a verified member of both platforms, so if you don't see the blue check, it's not me. I I just this is just this whole thing where people aren't being allowed to speak, and then there's no there's no thought there's no uh, you know it, it, It's so crazy And this is the thing People don't even know how people This thing with Cam Newton This is why it bothers me so much Because people don't even Didn't even take the time to understand Where he was saying Oh it's funny to hear a woman talk about routes And hear talk about It wasn't a, it wasn't a degradation It was a comment If anything it actually was a compliment Because he was like Oh man that's so new You know It, it wasn't meant to be pejorative
2: yeah. Uh, so the
0: NFL is bowing to the left, and they don't understand that the left wants to dis- – the left has for years been after the National Football League.
2: Hmm.
0: You know? The, 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 remember, oh, players dancing in the end zone, that's unfair to tease But You mean to tell me after you've hit and bludgeoned a person, a guy's feelings are going to get hurt because you celebrate in the end zone? That's a problem? These people have lost their damn minds. <laughs> Uh, so let me stop because if you know, I'm going to start getting upset and then people are going to use that against me on the campaign trail and say I'm a loose cannon, but you know, so
2: anyway, thank you so much, Brian, for having me. No, no thank you so much. Yep. And thanks to Audrey for, for coming on. And, and once again, he is running for U S um, the U S house of representatives in, for T- Texas district eight and, Yep, I just just want to make sure to to emphasize that again. So, like I said, thanks to Audrey for for joining us, and thank you for listening. And hopefully, with the whole thing with Joe Strauss not um, running for re-election, hopefully, I might be able to get some someone from the Texas House to speak about it. Will hope if so. We'll play that on Thursday, well, not Thursday, on Tuesday's uh, episode next week. So, oh, that's it for us this week. And I appreciate y'all listening. Like I said, if y'all want to connect with us on social media, whether Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And with that, until next week, we'll chat with you later.
1: Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks?
0: Socks. I'll check upstairs.
1: It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best! Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at Norton.com news.